I read something recently, and this being the last Sunday of the month. Think back with me, if you will, a time when you were about six years old, if you can remember that far back. Can you remember playing all day, not a worry in the world? Can you remember the feeling of your pillow at the end of the day? You just had a bath, got on your little feety pajamas, put your head on a fresh new pillowcase and slid under the fresh sheet as your mother rubbed your hair and put you to sleep. Do you remember what it felt like to go to bed and not wake up until morning? Contrast that image with this one. You just had your third child. You've been laid off from work. You do not know how you're going to look for another job because your suit's at the cleaners. You don't have the money to pick it up. When you lay down to go to bed, your head hits a freshly drooled-on pillow. You have one of your kids' feet in your face. Someone has just wet the bed, and you and your spouse are fighting about who's going to clean it up. When you finally do fall asleep, you wake up every hour on the hour with plenty of worries and not enough covers. We can be like the child, spiritually speaking, or we can be like the adult. We can be completely rested spiritually, or we can be weary, burdened, and heavy laden. At the end of 2014, is it possible that maybe some of us have become weary in the way. We have everything in the world confronted us this year from a bad economy to a bad pre I mean, wars all about us, beheading of Christians around the world in the name of religion. Gas below $2. And if gas is below $2, that means some of you fellows who are working in the gas industry might soon be looking for a job. Good for some, bad for others. Well, I'm glad that Russia is getting their due. Good for some, bad for others. I think maybe after Christmas, our shopping is done. Our credit has worked well. Sickness in families, malfunctioning, malfunction families, families that are dysfunctional on every hand, kids seemingly that nobody cares about. You say, well, why did you have trouble with that kid? Because we went by and picked her up on a bus and have for several years now.
probably not at the top of the academic scoring at school. She may not even be going to school. Well, why don't you go to her parents and complain? I don't know even if she has any parents. Well, go to someone who cares. We're the only one I know that does care. Because we bought the fuel, paid for the bus, paid for the insurance, and paid for the CDL driver to get licensed. Are we weary in the way? Children sitting with parents that's on the edge of death. Better today, worse tomorrow. Hope for today and no hope for tomorrow. The older we get, the slower we get because things don't work like they used to. Some of us just praise God if they're even working, let alone whether they're working like they used to or not. Some of you just had a real knockdown drag out with your wife before you came to church. And as usual, she won. If she didn't this time, in the end she will. President of my college said, show me a woman that wants to do something, I'll show you a man in 30 days who'll be doing it. Weary in the way. Hmm? Could I speak to you today out of these verses? Matthew chapter 11, verse 29, 28, 27. You say, how come you went backwards? Well, we're about the end of the year. I didn't want to run out. Weary. Time magazine noted uh, that back in the 60s, how many of you remember the 60s? Do you remember the music of the 60s? They weren't the music of the 50s. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Time magazine noted that back in the 60s, expert testimony was given to a Senate subcommittee on time management. They predicted that advances in technology would radically change how many hours a week people would work. In the 60s, they forecast that the average American would be working 22 hours a week. The 60s predicted that Americans would be working 22 hours a week and within 20 years. And the great challenge was not the amount of time they worked, was the amount of free time they had. If they only worked 22 hours a week, think of all the free time that people would have. And the experts said we would be figuring out what to do with all the excess time. Now, over 40 years later, could I see your hand if you're having problems with excess time?
Say, how do I know that I'm weary in the way? I'm fine. Everything's out. Everything is okay over at my house. I'll pick it up later. I'll wash those later. I'll put them in the dishwasher later. Let me give you a quiz. You say, how long are you preaching? It's according to what you do on this test. Let's take a group quiz for just a minute. And you finish the sentence with a blank, if you can. You probably will not be able to. But let's just fill in the blank. I am ready to throw in the blank. I'm at the end of my, I'm just a bundle of, my life is falling. I'm at my wits. Why? That nobody around here has got anywhere in their life. I feel like resigning from the human. Looked like I had 100% participation. Apparently, we're all experiencing the rat race. Just when you thought you were getting ahead, along come faster rats. But you need to remember something. Who who wins the rat race is still a rat. Have you ever been weary? You say, weary of what? Just weary in the way. Not weary of the way, but weary in the way. Our Lord said, Come unto me, verse 28, Come unto me, all ye, that labor and are heavy laden, carrying loads too heavy for you to bear, carrying burdens that weight you down at every end. Come unto me all, ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your what? Souls. Not your body. Souls. 
if you need rest for your body, take a vacation. If you need rest for your body, just sit down and take a nap. I think in Mexico they call it a siesta. But our problem is not with our bodies. Our problem today is with our souls. That part of us that makes us love. That part of us that produces fear. That part of us that keeps us on edge. That part of us that we cannot explain what's going on, but still it's going on. And we can take an upper, an outer, an upper, or a downer. We can drink a little or drink a lot. We can soothe our emotions, if you please, with an extracurricular companion. Because we're always falling out of love with the one we got. Because we never really fell in love with the one we had. You ever get weary? Frustrated, wanting to cloud up and go all directions at one time, not knowing what to do? Ever been weary in the way? A fellow told me one time, after he lost several hundred thousand dollars in the commodities, and he called me and he said, Hey, have you ever been going down the highway on Tuesday morning? wishing somebody would kill you because you didn't have enough guts to do it yourself. Weary in the way. Jesus said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Do you ever Become beat down, beat up, weary with the struggles of life. Where's the next job coming for if you're an entrepreneur? Is the boss pleased with my service if you're an employee? Or if I'm going to find any employees that will make me any money if you're an employer. I wonder if she still loves me if you're married. You ever get beat down with being weary in the way? Life has become so complex that now we have a disease. You notice nowadays everything is a disease. Alcoholism is a brain disease. You do know that. I hear that regular on the radio and on advertisement. Alcoholism is a brain disease. I guess if anybody drinks it, they have no brains. I have no idea. Just chronic fatigue syndrome. That's a new disease.
chronic fatigue syndrome. Now, when I was a kid, my dad called that, I'm tired. But we had to give it a more dignified medical name. Chronic fatigue syndrome. The doctor can diagnose it, but he cannot heal it. So what he does is give you enough pills to mask it. My physician, who is a pain specialist, you go to him and pay him thousands of dollars and he tells you you're hurting. How do you fix it? Well, you really can't fix the pain. What we've got to do is to make you not feel it. Now, the pain will still be there. The problem is there. It'll eventually kill you. You just won't know it. So, he gives me pills. Yes, preacher, pills. He give me pills for inflammation. We do not know if anything is inflamed. It just sounds good and costs a lot. He gives me pills not only for inflammation, he gives me pills for pain. Now what that does, that kills all the nerves run into that area so that you don't know that you're hurting. In fact, you're walking so far off the floor, you don't care if you're hurting. All you want is just some more. And then he gives you pills, me pills, to sleep through the pain that has been masked that I don't feel because of pills. Preacher, what's the intention of all of this? I'm going to take an offering. I want you to feel sorry for me. Chronic fatigue syndrome. I have great news for you today that you and I are not the only ones who ever got weary in the way. It's terribly easy to just give out. And once you give out, it's very easy to just give up. That's what's happening in our churches all around the country. People are tired. They are running from time they get up to the time they finally collapse at night. They're working two and three jobs trying to afford stuff 
that they don't even know where they put it after they charged it. We have become professional junkies. Only through the amount of junk that we can accumulate do we find happiness. And we parade our junk as if we are successful. We forsake our families to buy junk. We work, work, and work, and work to buy junk for kids who all they want is daddy and mama. And we become weary in the way. We buy junk for kids, but are too tired to enjoy our kids when we get home. In Judges 7 and 8, it talks about a young man who was busy threshing at the threshing floor. The Midianites had taken over and the Midianites were persecuting the Jews extremely so and they were taking taxes and, and robbing their crops and God called a young man by the name of Gideon. You remember Gideon in Judges chapter 6 and 7. Gideon had a tremendous army but God saw how huge the army was and realized he could get no, no glory out of a huge army like that so he absolutely tore the army apart and left Gideon with 300 men to fight the Midianites that was as the sand of the sea. And Gideon takes those 300 men and in battle became weary. If I had 300 men facing multitudes, I might get anxious and worry a dab. Do any of you today know anything about worry or being anxious and Gideon got anxious and the Bible says about old Gideon after he had fought and fought Gideon came to Jordan passed over and he and the 300 men that were with him faint yet pursuing December Maybe some of us have become faint, weary, about ready to pitch in the towel. What's the use? Nobody down at the church appreciates me. They haven't called or come over to my house, and I don't know how long. Tell me what time you eat. I'll be there tomorrow. How come you want me to come when you're not eating? You want me to be hospitable. Why weren't you? Amen. Most of the folks I visit, they see me walking up the door and they won't come to the door and answer it. I sit there and knock until my knuckles are weary, weary in the way. Job, after he lost all he had, sitting in sackcloth and ashes, Job said, my soul is weary of my life. Job 10 and 1. You and I are not the only ones who've ever come to the end of our rope and had to tie a knot and hang on. 
many before us have become weary. Have you ever been weary with each other? Now don't shake your head because you're sitting right by them. Not me, preacher. I'm just so in love with her. Regardless of how much she gripes, I just love her anyhow. All liars shall be friars. David, the psalmist. God after God's own heart, the Bible says. The giant slayer. The thousands, the ones he slew ten thousands to Saul's one thousand. After he looked into the eyes of his beautiful son hanging from the oak tree by the locks of his hair, Absalom's son is dead. Ammon has raped his own sister Tamar. And the little baby that was born out of a legitimate affair is dead. David said, I'm weary with groaning. All the night make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with tears. Weary in the way. Even our Lord, it says that therefore being weary with his journey set on the well. The last Sunday of 2014, I'd like to tell you and I, we're not the only ones that ever had their cup full the basket overflowing, the burdens getting heavy. But there is a cure. I said there is a cure. Is it difficult for you to smile in church anymore? Is it Worked up enthusiasm you have in church, if there's any ever shown. Preacher, I tell you, when I come to church, reading I don't shout and cut up is I'm tired. What time's the ball game? I'll bet there'll be enthusiasm this evening if the big blue star wins. I wonder why we are not selling as many Bibles as we are T-shirts with number nine on them. You know why? Your Christianity is wearing thin. Weary. Weary. Well, I need to close. You say, why? Because it's a ball game. (laughs) Uh, 
I've got three things I want to say to you today. Oh, by the way, we're having special singing tonight. Uh, I guess we're going to surprise you. I have no idea. But the Will family will be here tonight singing for us. And we just, uh, you know, we, we just wanted you to miss it. That's the reason we hadn't told you anything about it. I don't have any idea why we hadn't said anything. It should be on the sign. It should have been advertised. And, uh, but they'll be singing for us tonight just because uh, they need a place to sing. We need some too. You say, I'm too weary to come. I know that. That's why I'm preaching on this right now this morning. I want to show you first of all, notice. You say, preacher, I'm not weary. Well, won't you just listen just in case when you get there. And if you get any older, you can get wearier. Hmm? I found recently, if it's still working, you either need glasses in front of it or a brace to keep it straight. Amen. You hit me braces and glasses and fly everywhere. Huh? I guess I could just absolutely be worried to death because my brace is messed up. I tell you, it's a bad deal. Yesterday I was visiting, as I do every Saturday. And I, I, I got ready to go up to the door and have my tracks in my pocket, pen in my pocket. I walked up to the door, and about the time I knocked on the door, my back suspender right there broke loose and came up around my neck. Somebody had given me their offering in two envelopes, and they were in my pocket. And when my suspenders broke, they caught the envelopes, and they started falling. Thank God those folk was not at home because you would have seen an absolutely weary mess trying to pick his britches up off the floor with money all in it that belongs to somebody else. You say, why do you say that? I bet I'm not the only one that maybe had that kind of day yesterday and maybe having that kind of day today. And just in case, I thought I'd drop by for about five minutes and tell you I have a solution. And his name is Jesus. And I'm not talking about your body. If your body gets tired, don't they have them drinks that called Get Em Up Leroy? You know, 200 proof nicotine or caffeine or some other fiend. I've never drank one of them, but I'm afraid if I drunk one, I'd get so wild I couldn't handle it my age. So I'll just settle for Jesus. That's all right. I wish you had time, but if you look in verse 27, he says, All things are delivered 
unto me of my Father. There's just nothing that you need that Jesus ain't got. And he got it at the right place. You got that? He said, everything you need, I have. Now, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. There is a problem that we all face. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. I don't care who you are, it's a common denominator. All of us have a problem. The everyday bothers of life. The everyday bothers of life. Now, I don't know what bothers you. It may not bother me. And what bothers me may not bother you, but you do have a bother. You ought to see how you're looking at me right now. Not me, unless you have chrome toenails, you have bothers. Unless you were hatched, you have bothers. All we have gone astray. We turned every man to our own way. The Lord hath laid upon him the iniquities of us all. By his stripes we are healed. All of us have bothers. And I don't know what's bothering you today, but all of us have them. We have financial bothers. We have family bothers. We have sickness that weights us down. We are dysfunctional and relationship bothers. Ginger and I have been married 103 years, four days, and six months. And uh, even as long as we've been married, she still is dysfunctional. As hard as she tries, she still is dysfunctional. She either cooks the toast on both sides or she overcooks the toast on one side. She said, I'll not make you any more toast. Now we have occupational setbacks. Come on now, you be serious. You know I'm talking to you. You know, we have parental confusion. Weariness is a problem we all face. Man that is born of woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Everybody has the same problem. Could I please, not only is there a problem we face, there is a promise we all are given. Come unto me, and 
I will give you what? For your soul. He who trusts in Christ never suffers emotional breakdown. She who trusts Christ never deals with paranoia or schizophrenia. Those are human, selfish, unrelinquished symptoms of a mind that is not stayed on him. I tell you, I thought I'd have more response than this, but it's looking like I really need to be quiet. Where do you go when you are weary? To whom do you turn and how do you handle stress in your life? Don't tell me you don't have stress because lying becomes a stress when you lie about stress. Have you ever told a lie? And then worried that you forgot what you told somebody. You get all uptight and stressful. We all have a problem. It's the bothers of everyday life. My wife and I we handle bother real well. We've got boxing gloves. Not the big ones. We like the eight ounce where you can feel the knuckles when you hit. We don't like them big floppy things with plucking them. We handle stress real well. I'll win one one of these days. How do you handle stress? Notice how all stressed out everybody got a while ago when the little girl was on the front row and just, just uh, I don't know what in the world. Well, how's the preacher going to handle that? Well, I had a gun, but I, I forgot the shells. How do you handle stress? If you were preaching and somebody stood up and said, Hey, I think we need to fire you. How would you handle it? How do you handle it when your wife writes a check not knowing that there wasn't enough money in the bank? And then the bank, because they love you so much, charge you $75 for each time you bounce a $10 check. How would you handle that? Yesterday, we had no idea, but we ran out of paper for the bulletin. And I was doing real well. And I came in and sat down at the house about 3 o'clock, and my wife said, Well, I've got some good news and some bad news. I said, Well, tell me what it is. She said, Well, we don't have any paper for the bulletin, and the young lady has come to do the bulletin, so she's gone back to Everman. And uh, we don't have a bulletin. So Brother Pickett said it was all right. Since Brother Pickett's not the boss, I'm the boss. It was not all right. 
So I said to my wife, what we need to do is find the paper and get the bulletin. Well, there ain't no paper. I said, in the United States? In Fort Worth, someplace? Now, I wanted to kick the walls out of my house. I did not cuss, but I went outside and spit, and the grass died immediately. What's it going to hurt if the bulletin's not put out today? shows an inconsistency. I said to my wife, find the paper, I'll go get it, call the secretary, and we'll have the bullet. I could have cussed, fired everybody that was involved with getting the paper here. How do you handle stress? How do you handle last-minute changes to your important schedule. You can either be like the child and go to bed and go to sleep, or you can be like the adult and moan and worry and give yourself a nervous breakdown trying to be God in your life. All I need is just one amen from somebody. Have you ever been weary in the way? Of course you have, because we all have that problem. But thank God we have this promise. Come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. I'll give you rest. And there's a prescription, if you would please, a prescription that we are to be pointed to. Verse 29 and 30, I close. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you. Underline, if you in your Bible, you do any of this. Underline the word take. My yoke upon you and learn, underline learn, For I am meek and lowly at heart, and ye shall find, underline find. Now here is a prescription if you'd like to find something. Jesus said, first of all, you need to discover something. You need to discover Jesus Christ, your personal Savior. Take my yoke upon you. Learn. There is development. Just because you save does not mean you'll not have problems and difficulties and hardships. And learn of me. So many people get saved and think that's the end of the journey of being a Christian. 
learn, develop. Dear God, if you were a 50-year-old baby sitting in your crib sucking on your thumb, people would pity you. But 50-year-old Christians sitting around sucking their thumb, arguing and screaming over their selfish, pitiful little ways, and folks say, well, I don't know what's wrong with them. They never grew up. Husbands and wives that argue and scream and disagree and continually argue over the dumb same things, you need to grow up. You ever get weary? And you shall find rest. Have you ever thought about this? How many Christians, I'm closing, how many Christians do you know that are worry warts, workaholics? They just never discovered what Jesus is all about. He's a fire escape. A parachute lifeline. We're saved, but we're not happy. We're saved, but not sure. We're saved and insecure. We're saved and can't even be faithful to church. We're saved and we're just like the Jesus movement. Do you remember the Jesus people of the back a few years ago and let their hair down and played their guitars and smoked their dope and sing, oh, how we love Jesus. But they never darkened the church door. And anything that's not churchy is not vile. And anything that's not churchy is not Jesus. Listen to me. You never made that discovery of the rest that is in Christ. Take my yoke, he said. Yoke. Christianity is about being yoked. It's not about being free. It's about being yoked with Jesus. I don't know if you know the picture or not. But the oxen and the yokes, a little bit before my time, I can tell you about the horses and the harness and the plows and the steel wheel wagons and uh, no refrigerator, no icebox, spring house, put the water, put the milk in the spring and let it, you know, and all that cream on top. My wife sent me the other day to buy half and half. Is that half milk and half water? Is that what that is? Half milk and half cream. Is that what that is? Huh? You know, we're dumb. We buy stuff we don't even understand. All because my wife said she wanted it. That's good enough. (laughs) 
You know why I train a young ox to serve? You put him in a yoke with an old ox. You put him in the yoke with an ox that's big enough and strong enough regardless of how the young ox kicks and works against the yoke. The old, trained, strong ox just keeps plowing. And it don't depend on how much the young ox does because the old ox is carrying the load. The old ox is going to do the work that needs to be done. And the young ox learns from the old ox how to be a productive servant. Take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy for you. Not for me, it's easy for you. And learn, he said, of me. Then I will do what? For your sake. Would to God we get a hold of that as we exit year 2014 and make 2015 a different kind of year. A year that God would be honored in our